This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 2nd of July. In your Squiz today, talking international arrivals and getting us vaccinated. China's big party. Remembering Diana. And RIP skinny jeans. This is your Squiz today. Our state and territory leaders continued their criticism of the federal government yesterday, Kate, still about the vaccine rollout, which we'll get to in a bit, but also Daniel Andrews in Victoria, Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland and Mark McGowan in Western Australia are not fans of hotel quarantine. Andrews in particular was firm yesterday in calling for a reduction in international arrivals. So another interesting national cabinet is on the cards for today. As we've come to expect, Simone, to get the lay of the land, Australia's current cap on international arrivals is around 6,000 a week. About half of those are managed by New South Wales Hotel Quarantine. Queensland and Victoria take about 1,000 a week. What Andrew said yesterday is that he wants that to reduce by about 80% across the board whilst we deal with this Delta strain of the virus. The federal government's always maintained hotel quarantine is effective. Yesterday, though, they seemed to leave the door open to this idea pointing to the fact they did reduce the cap when the India outbreak was threatening. So we go in tense, but who knows, there may be some agreement. What will be contentious is the vaccine rollout after Scott Morrison late on Monday announced that Aussies of any age could consult with a GP to get the AstraZeneca vaccine, something that sure has blown up since then. Yeah, that's an understatement. It really, really has. Leading the charge has been Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and her Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young. They advised Queenslanders under 40 not to get it. Other premiers have said they aren't health experts and to follow the health advice, which still remains officially that Pfizer is the preferred option for those under 60 years old and AstraZeneca is recommended for older citizens. So that's all quite a bit confusing. Looking across the papers this morning, it looks like Scott Morrison is going to try and get agreement from premiers and chief ministers on vaccination thresholds. Once those are set, Simone, it will ensure lockdowns don't happen and mean there would be travel exemptions for vaccinated Australians. What he says is that it needs to be made clearer to the public the benefits of having a vaccinated population. We'll see how he goes. On that front, Kate, Wednesday saw the most jabs given in a day, about 161,000 odd. As for those who were fully vaccinated, that's at about 8% of the eligible population. Before we leave COVID, though, just quickly for those in lockdown parts of Queensland and the Northern Territory, an announcement on whether your respective lockdowns will end is expected today. To China, where, as we discussed in the podcast yesterday, they've had a big party to celebrate 100 years of the Communist Party, President Xi Jinping let loose. He did. He gave a big speech, as expected, about an hour long, very much with a focus on how fantastic China is, especially under his leadership. What's making international news, though, is his comments about what he calls foreign forces, saying that anyone who bullies China will find themselves on a collision course with a great wall of steel. That's the quote. He also talked a bit about China's military might, particularly he said a strong military was important in deterring attempts at formal independence by Taiwan. That, of course, is a whole thing. We've covered it quite a bit. We do have a squeeze shortcut on Taiwan also. Well worth a listen. That's because China considers it to be part of the country and is putting pressure on Taiwan to reunify, as they say. But the majority of Taiwanese people, they aren't interested in unification with China. They say they're Taiwanese, not Chinese, and they want to live under a democracy. 
And on that point about Chinese territories, one person in attendance was the administrator of Hong Kong, Carrie Lam. She was there along with tens of thousands of others, of course. It was quite the spectacle. The festivities began with a fleet of helicopters flying overhead in the formation of 100, of course, to mark 100 years. Then 56 cannons representing China's 56 ethnic groups were fired 100 times as the People's Liberation Army marched in a highly choreographed flag raising ceremony. So pretty low key. So low. Okay, nothing to see here. <laughs> to all the drama around Britney Spears now, with news yesterday that the judge has denied her request to remove her father from his role overseeing her conservatorship. Yeah, this one's a little technical because this ruling refers only to the November request where Britney asked to be appointed as her sole conservator. It's not based on that really very emotional statement she made last week where she said that the conservatorship was abusive and that she wanted her father jailed. The judge can't make a ruling based on that statement until she files a formal petition to terminate the arrangement. It's, as I said, all very legal, but this one isn't done and dusted as yet. And while we're on the topic of entertainment meets legal news, Bill Cosby was released from jail yesterday after his sexual assault conviction was overturned. He was, and this one's technical too. It's because of a process violation. So what's happened is that Cosby's lawyers had made an agreement with a previous state prosecutor that he would not be charged in this case. So it's a bit of a loophole. Regardless, he did walk free, and that's after serving nearly three years of what could have been a 10-year sentence. Andrea Constand is the woman behind that charge. He was found guilty of, back in 2004, drugging and molesting her. Constand came out yesterday, Simone, saying just how disappointing the verdict was, and specifically for survivors of sexual abuse. Yeah, and she wasn't the only one to accuse Cosby. In fact, over 50 women accused him of sexual assault or rape, and his conviction was a big win for the Me Too movement at the time. As for Cosby, he hasn't said anything as of yet. Kate, the 1st of July was Princess Diana's birthday, and this year she would have been 60 years old. She did, of course, die in 1997 in a car accident. To mark the occasion, though, there's been an unveiling of a statue of her. There has. That statue was commissioned by her sons, William and Harry, back in 2017. It's located in the Sunken Garden, which is said to be one of Diana's favourite places when she lived at Kensington Palace. Lots of pictures of it today. It shows Diana with three children by her side. That's supposed to show the warmth of Diana. They didn't want her statue to show her alone as that would make her feel isolated. I'm no expert, Simone, but I can see how it really does do that. It does show warmth. It was a small event. The only people in attendance for the statue unveiling were the brothers, Prince William and Prince Harry, and close family of Diana, as well as members of the statue committee. So a private event, but big news around it. Of course, Harry flew in from the US to attend. Lots of speculation something like this might be able to help mend the apparent rift that's formed between the brothers. Yeah, there's been no word on that, but Harry and William released a statement paying tribute to their mum, saying that every day they wish she was still with them. And our hope is that this statue will be seen forever as a symbol of her life and legacy. This next one, Kate, is something that's been a fairly frequent topic of discussion at the Squeeze headquarters. Skinny jeans. Apparently, they're out. Oh, I'm really struggling with this news, Simone. Any mates of mine will know that it's also a topic of discussion on the group chats. I also think we might be a bit late to it, but that's the squeeze for you, I think. (laughs) We're as up to date as can be on, you know, news, world affairs, politics, but perhaps slightly behind (laughs) on this. I did hear from a friend the other day, though, that not only are skinny jeans out, low-rise jeans are making a comeback. 
Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, Kate, but I'm pretty stoked to hear skinny jeans are out. Oh, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. (laughs) Squeeze the day and Labor leader Anthony Albanese is at the National Press Club today. He's already done a bit of foreshadowing on what he'll cover. He has. He wants to create a jobs summit. So the focus is on getting out of this COVID era and reports are he will point to that intergenerational report that came out early this week that flagged low wages and economic debt for some time to come. So, yeah, he really wants to talk about employment. If you're thinking that I thought employment was going okay, unemployment is low, he's focused on the underemployment figures. So those that want to be doing more work and he'll talk about how the workforce and our lifestyles are changing and governments need to adapt to that. Sounds like some serious stuff for a Friday. There's also, of course, Wimbledon Kate, Ash Barty and Nick Kyrgios both had wins overnight. They did. Plenty of tennis to watch if that's your thing. My squeeze the day though, Simone, is the Euros. If you live with a soccer fan, if you are a soccer fan, you'll know all about it. It's the quarterfinals. Expect a lot of lights on in the middle of the night. So 2am games, 5am games and I know all about it because of the team at Sport Today. It got me right across it. Yeah, end of week one for Sam and the team at Sport Today. Give it a go. Tell your mates. Daily sports news in your ears under 10 minutes each weekday. That's all from us this week. Have a great weekend and we'll be back with you on Monday. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.